Welcome to Sports 360 Podcast. Here we talk about issues in the wide world of sports, ranging from local issues from the Nigerian scene to global issues. And uh, we like to make it an all-sports affair. Sports 360, we can go anywhere, any sport. My name is DG Omoto Imbo. And I'm Adeyemi Adesoya. I am Akimbode Ogutui. Hello out there, everybody. Many thanks for joining us for another exciting episode of Sports 360 Podcast. Exciting because we like to talk about sports, but today, <laughs> a couple of unsavory local stories that we wouldn't enjoy talking about, but we have to talk about, about that. Uh, my guys are here. Well, don't let me say my guys are here. One, One guy, guy is here. here. <laughs> Yemi is here, right here. Bode is in another climb. And we've had to wake him up at 4 a.m. to do this recording. Bode is still in uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, monitoring the NBA for us. And of course, catching up on a lot of other stuff. But they bolted, but we are still going to drag him back because the troublesome beat is becoming more troublesome by the, not by the day, by the, by the, by the minutes. minutes, by the second. <laughs> All kinds of things are happening. All right. So we start today with, like we like to do a local story, but it's one that is, without mincing words, absolutely ridiculous. Um, the NFF sent out a directive, a statement, or whatever you want to call it, a couple of weeks ago, asking clubs to, uh, asking state FAs to nominate their representatives for the FA Cup. You know, when we were growing up, the FA Cup, Challenge Cup, it used to be called then, was the most glamorous football competition on the local scene. I remember most newspapers will have on their back pages pictures of the likely starting 11. It was glamorous. It was one of the first football matches I ever saw was an FA Cup game. I grew up in Ibarat, Adama Singba, uh, Mighty Jets, and I uh, uh, can't remember who they played now. Mighty Jets and one game. But they remember that game? The famous three, Mighty Jets and yeah. Bendel Insurance. Mighty Jets and Bendel Insurance. You know? But now, it looks like we are turning football on its head. Because football is a game where you compete, you qualify. The FA the football competition, knockout competition, the Minos, the small teams can knock out the big teams. That's the beauty of cup, uh, cup competition, knockout football. But the NFF is saying, states, you have this date, nominate your representatives. And incredibly, a lot of states are now sitting down across a table, not on a football pitch, and voting. Voting. You heard that right. Voting teams that will represent them in the FA Cup. Uh, is that in the ITO FA Cup? I wonder what the sponsors are thinking about this. Is this they, the are not, they are not. Well, they still call it the ITO <laughs> FA Cup. I'll take a bit of time to let you know what's going on in some states. In some states, they've nominated or they voted two teams to play the final. In some states, they've nominated one team outright to represent them. In some other states like uh, Enugu, they've put Rangers in the final already. Let the others play and come and meet Rangers in the final. How ridiculous this sounds. And But it's actually happening. That's the sad part. Abia State, Eimba will play Abia Warriors. They didn't play to this level. Adamawa State, Adamawa United will represent Adamawa State. Aqua Ibom, Aqua United. Anambra have not decided. Bauchi Wiki Tories, Bayelsa Bayelsa is that the Benway Lobby Stars, Bono have not decided. Cross River Calabar Rovers, 
Delta Warrior Wolves, a boy in Sinusure, and no, a Delta Warrior Wolves will play Jay Atete. A boy in Sinusure will play FC Ngwa All Stars. Edo State is ongoing. Ekiti, Ekiti United. Enugu, Rangers are waiting in the final to play somebody. Gombe, Gombe United, Imo Hatland. You know, so let me stop there for now. I'll, I'll get to the rest as we discuss. But eh, when that letter was sent out, I thought I honestly, I honestly thought it was a joke. Because I've not seen anywhere in the world where you ask FAs to present teams without actually playing on the pitch to represent the state. And it's actually, actually happening, buddy. DG, why are you being this dramatic? As if you didn't see the Euro Super League, it is a nominated to be permanent member to be permanent members just a few weeks ago. <laughs> of course, uh, uh, you, you, look, we have seen examples of somebody say, of course, I'm a bit sarcastic. Um, but the, the, the fact is that um, maybe that, that issue of the European Super League actually gave the FA the, the, the idea. <laughs> what I'm seeing here, I what I'm seeing here is a pattern. A pattern where DNFF, uh, um, both at the central level and the football authorities are, uh, in, in the states, where they just they, they, they create things on the fly. They, 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 they kind of do it, uh, let, let, sort it out as, as we go to series. I remember that, that, that uh, both, both on this platform, on this podcast, and on our regular radio, uh, radio shows, um, four or five, a, a month before now, when that circular first office about teams sending their representatives, we did see then that there was no way under heaven that the FA, uh, that the, that the um, uh, Federation Cup games would be played and completed, yeah. given the time that was available. But here we are. The FA has set out to prove us wrong. They are succeeding. Of course, uh, what the pain is that, like you said, and like everybody, I mean, the, the, most people that I've read, the pain has been that this was, without doubt, one of the best competitions that Nigeria ever produced, with the upsets and the history and the stories. You know, growing up as 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 as, as, as a child, I will, never, I will never forget the year insurance defeated shooting stars and Rangers. Rangers yes. winning Semi-final and final. Yeah. That was dramatic, yes. I'll never forget the year shooting stars beat Sharks in the final. I'll never forget the year for the first time. A team from uh, from uh, uh, from Plateau State, Plateau United, that mm-hmm. had several failures by Mighty Jets. Mighty Jets. And yes. so, when all this issue was trampled upon with the selections, and let, let us be clear, it is not all the clubs that agreed with this, but they were their 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 protests were just shoved aside. The fact is that whether we like it or not. And uh, this this is my personal opinion. I think the NFF under Amadou Penic, they have all but destroyed Nigerian football. I know he has a lot of support. I know it's not in FIFA. In fact, one of the questions I, I mean, I was going to I, I'm going to ask him when, when I see him is what did you stand on to present yourself as a candidate from Nigeria, knowing the mess you've made of this game back home. But it is what it is. You are here. I I I, I share your outrage. Because um, I think since football refused to allow the uh, uh, the uh, European League or Super League or whatever that, that, that was called to go on, Nigeria has become the first country in the world. Persons are nominated 
in the knockout contest to represent states without kicking a football. Um, uh, I, I, saw, I saw a chat, I think it was Yemi that was protesting that um, which is this team representing Lagos? Lagos has Smart a lot of teams with great history. And yeah, I know, yeah, Smart City. And you could have played this tournament and found a winner. But of course, and I, I, and I just felt that the states should have stood up to the NFF and told them, we are not playing this year. Yeah, because really, there's nothing to play for. There's also the, uh, the, 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 the there's also the, uh, the 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 fact that the last two winners of the tournament have not been paid. I stand to be corrected if yeah. they have been paid. Mm. So what exactly are these teams playing for? What's in it for them? Oh, those are, uh, uh, credit to some states like River State where they have where they have where they have uh, uh, they are, they, are, they are played the tournament and they want to produce a winner before the stipulated time. But for all those states who agreed to nominate play, uh, teams, for all those states who gave it, who gave some teams a free pass to the final, for all those states who didn't do the right thing by telling the NFF we are not doing this, shame on them. I mean, and I think, I mean, and I feel that for anybody who loves the game in Nigeria, has been a, who has been a, 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 a part of um, a, the, the original real stakeholders who feel something for this game for come football. I think all of us should rise in should rise in hand and condemn this. I know that it, I mean the the NFL fundamental they, they, they belong to do things they like it. They don't listen to anybody. But I think all of us should make our voice heard and say this is not this is not correct and it should not be allowed. Even though you are doing it, but you are protesting and we are saying to you that you are destroying the game and you should be, you should be to understand that going forward you will not stand for this. All right, you use the word destroy. Um, no less a personality than former captain of the Nigerian national team, Big Sheg, we call him Sheg Onegbami, said it was a desecration of Nigerian football. That was a, a serious, heavy word, which I agree with. Yemi, um, what do you make of this in the context of... We, Buddy has just talked about the last two, two uh, winners have not been paid. We don't have any confirmation, but nobody has come out to tell us they've been paid. The clubs have not come out to say we've received our uh, winnings from the competition. In the context of that, is it compulsory? If you realize that, okay, we can't fit it in. Can't just say, hey, like it happened last year across the world. Some Like, can't just say, hey, for this year, we can't hold this competition. Let's move on. If you want to present anybody for anything, you say, okay, we'll present last year's winner. Isn't that a much more honorable thing to do than to say nominates? Because I've never heard of anything so ridiculous. I think um, the first issue is, you know, for this season's CAF Confederations Cup, yeah. they presented Canopy Pillars because they won the Federations Cup the last time out. Mm-hmm. So probably, and obviously for political reasons, putting Canopy Pillars again okay. will probably create a bit of an uproar. So, ah, why Canopy Pillars? But I also, but this thing goes back to lack of proper planning. planning. There are fixtures. You, you knew have a calf. calendar. Calendar, yeah. From the you see, Nigeria is probably the only country where at the start of the season they don't have a calendar. They don't have a calendar. Mm. We're having a conversation before we started this about when the new season is going to start. We are we here. Know. We know when it's going to start. We know when it's going to end. It hurts me because. The Federations Cup or the FA Cup or the Challenge Cup was also my first exposure to 
Nigeria football, Stars mm. versus Nepal, yeah. Lagos FA Cup at Onikon as a young boy with my dad. I saw that. Leventis United versus Iwayo National mm. National Stadium, yeah. semi-final of the FA Cup. Those were my first, you know, introduction to local football. At the capacity stadium in National, you know, at National Stadium, Suleri, it was exciting, it was excellent. I remember Bumi Adigun scoring the winning goal for Leventis United mm. on, on that day. One-nil. So, I now come back and I think about how much they have, like Shego Degbami say, desecrated this competition. It has become almost an afterthought. It has become, you know, like, let's just fit this competition in. Mm. And then you have a sponsor. And then I ask sometimes, what are our so-called sponsors saying with respect to how their brands have been also desecrated? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the reputational damage on the brand ITO, do they care about their brand itself and the relation with this competition that has more or less failed in the last two or three years? Mm. One, there's controversy that the winners have not been passed, winners have not been paid. Two, you are just, there's no plan in place to fit in the ITO Cup into your football Apparently. calendar. I see Ghana at the start of the season release their calendar. You see when they will play their Ghana FA Cup games. It's right there. For us, we just roll out the, even the league, self. That's a, <laughs> that one is another. No, there, I know good. where you're going. A precedent has been said. <laughs> if you can vote yes. for clubs to represent states, What's how we show when it gets to the 30th of June, <laughs> we're not going to sit across the table and vote the Somewhere, team yeah. to represent us calf next year. Let me rush through the other states, buddy. Um, Jigawa is Jigawa Golden Stars, Kaduna, Kaduna United, Kano, Kano Pillars, Katsina, Katsina United, Kebi, Kebi United, Kogi, Kogi United, Kwara, Kwara United, Lagos Smart FC, who won in 2019, Nasara United for Nasara, Niger State, they haven't said anything, Oku State hasn't said anything, Ondo, Sunshine South, Osun, Osun United, Oyo, 3FC of course, <laughs> Plateau, Plateau United, Rivers, Rivers United, Sokoto, Sokoto United, Taraba, Taraba United, Yobe, Yobe Desert Stars, Zamfara, and FCT have not said anything. All these clubs I've mentioned have been nominated. Not by... They've not kicked a ball. They've been nominated to represent their state. Uh, but Yemi talked about from a sponsor's perspective because I always worry. What is a sponsor's mindset? Is it that they don't care? Is it that they are not worried? They can't say they've not heard about this and this is ITO Cup and you know we are referring to it as a, as a ITO Cup joke. And aren't our sponsors really worried about the, the reputational damage, like Emi said, to their brands? I think the, 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 the question we should be asked now is, is there really a sponsorship? Um, uh, uh, is there really a sponsorship or are, are this, or is this a company that is just taking a ride on Nigerian football? Because I feel that if, there, if any serious sponsor, like Emi said, any serious sponsor um, uh, will, will be worried about because right now, the way we are talking about the FA Cup now, we are we, we are matching the name with the competition. Oh, yes, and that is bad CSR from where I'm sitting. Yeah, because your name we are saying no, you are only people. Nobody wants to. No, 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 I don't think there's any company that wants to be to be to be to be, uh, to be so spoken about like that publicly. It's not good for their image. It's not, it's not good for their business. Now that's on one side. The other part of it for me is that we always say that. Uh, um, uh, Nigerian football, there are not enough sponsors. And our league is not, it's not being sponsored. The women's league is not sponsored. Um, uh, the only thing that gets any sort of 
sponsorship for CSR because I mean that, that's another conversation. Most of these companies they don't what to do in Nigeria is not sponsorship. It is mostly CSR. But like like I said, that's an, another conversation. So here is my thinking. When we say that oh there are not enough uh, companies coming forward to support the, the efforts in Nigerian football and the NFF the, the NFF they also say it. This is the reason why. Yeah. Now, why would any serious organization lend their name to this catastrophe? How? Then secondly, I feel that both ITU and uh, uh, Amadou I think they are taking Nigerians for a ride. Mm. Because if indeed there's a sponsorship package going on, we have never, we have never had the amounts. And secondly, remember also, that these companies also don't are supposed to be, to be paying, paying salaries. the salaries. And there are issues around that too now. And it's also being owed. <laughs> and the NFF, they have not at any point come out to say that, look, we are tired of you owing us. We, are, we want to go in another direction. I remember that there's a communications company in Nigeria that tried to sponsor the, the Ghanaian League. I'm not going to mention that. I know that, but I'm not going to mention that. I mean, I'm not going to give them that, that free pass. And the Ghanaian FA, after a couple of seasons, they kicked them out of their league yeah. and, and found a new sponsor because they are being old. Now, that is a sign of a serious organization. And now today, we see the Ghanaian league on television, fully sponsored, well packaged, because they took a stand. As long as we, as long as uh, at the NFF at this time, under Madhu Penic, as long as they are not open with Nigerians on, on the real relationship, with the sponsors of the FA Cup and the uh, and the, uh, and, and, the uh, and the sponsors of the Nigerian Nigeria national team coach, as long as there is this dark shadow, gray areas mm. that they, that they cannot be put, cannot be talked about, cannot be uh, cannot be questioned. I think this is this is this is where we are going to be. It's as simple as that. So for me, I don't think the ITO brand. I don't think they care about what is going on in Nigerian football and what happens to their name. Mm. I think they are they are taking Nigerians for a ride. And I think it's time we start asking serious questions instead of just being around the bush and pretending that all is well. You talked about, uh, we'll take a quick detour now before we leave this. Uh, I mean, we talked about uh, um, the brand and sponsorship and how difficult it is to present the kinds of scenario to sponsors. And it goes to the MPFL and uh, what happened at, in, in Kaduna a couple of days ago. NFF, or oh, sorry, LMC has come out with a statement saying Kano Pillars have been fined 7.5 million naira, blah, blah, blah. Kano Pillars have been involved in infractions over the last two, three years. Yeah. There, there was an incident a couple of years ago. Yeah, there was an in incident Lagos. in Lagos a yeah. couple of years ago where a player was supposedly banned and we saw him surface in the, this same ITO Cup where he played. And now this latest one. Punishments are meted out and then there was this suspended three-point deduction which everybody felt should not have been suspended. We said, we talked about this before. It does look to me like the LMC or NFF or whoever are not ready to enforce rules. And as long as they're not ready to do that, everything is a joke, really. Quickly. First thing is uh, the lack of political will mm. to drive the message that zero tolerance for hooliganism, zero tolerance for crowd trouble. But then first and foremost is the fact that fans are not supposed to be in the stadium in the first, first instance. So what happened? So what happened? Now, it's always comical. It's almost a joke to me when I hear all these fines. 
on what ground are you going to stand to collect the fines when you haven't paid the, <laughs> the teams competing in the league? How are you going to collect the money? The easy question, the easy response from the teams would be, oh God, okay, the from source. source. Mm. And where and is the source? that be the end of it. <laughs> so, that, that be the, so it's, it's a joke. If you've offended first time, second time, third time, in the space of two years, mm. and you are still suspending, suspending points, a sentence. Come on. <laughs> Who are we fooling? We're <laughs> already. All right. On that note, um, we're still sticking to issues in Nigerian sports. <laughs> you know, but then you want to respond to something. Hold on. Okay, okay. Yeah, because look, there's, there's, um, there's obviously something they are going to hear that you don't understand. Some clubs have been punished for doing the same thing and banished from their home grounds this season, DG. And that's, that, that's the part that's touristy. Selective punishment. Okay. If I remember, mm. who are banned from their grounds, other teams, the social stars are also banned from, uh, from uh, banished to Lagos. For for this same reason, mm. from uh, from from Akure. So for me, it is not just that there's a political route to enforce punishment. It's also it's also that there is selective, selective punishment, punishment going okay. on. Mm. So, and I, I, and I think, look, DG, that is why a lot of people don't take Nigerian football seriously. Mm-hmm. The joke is on us, really. Yeah, the joke is on us. As simple as. All right. Um, the joke continues to be on us. As we stick to another aspect of Nigerian football, I many times I from the on this from the how do you connect from the from the troublesome to the funny to the ridiculous to the absurd uh, to the absurd <laughs> everything is happening here. Unfortunately, um, so um, you know there's a phrase that says, "Just when you think you've seen it all, stranger <laughs> things happen." Nothing describes Nigerian sports, unfortunately. Um, better than this statement because here we are sitting uh, 24 hours ago in this country there were two locations two elections one federation one country Atlantic Federation of Nigeria we talked about I think a few weeks ago one of the earlier podcasts about the crisis in the AFN and the factionalization and all of that on Monday there was an election in Benin Kebi that threw up the um, former chair world, the current chairman, so to speak, Ibrahim Guso, as the new, is he president or chairman, president of the EFN? A few hours later, there was another election in Abuja that threw up Tonobok Okowa as president of the same EFN. We hear that Tuesday morning, the Tonobo Kokoa board is going to be inaugurated by the ministry. Obviously, that's the one that the ministry uh, supports and approves. We don't know where, we don't know, well, we have an idea where the World Athletics and Confederation of Athletics, that where they lie at the moment, but we'll get to know about that in the next few days. But then my question is this. Why do we have this similar situation happened in the MBBF? when there were elections in Kano and Abuja simultaneously. I've always asked, why do we have this situation where administrators don't just want to leave? They just want to hang on unnecessarily. 
you know, they, they, nobody wants to willingly give up positions. Even in the face of major hostilities, ministry has been accused back and forth, interference and all of that. I continue to maintain, as long as you collect money from the ministry, it is ridiculous for you to say they won't interfere, rightly or wrongly. So what's your take on all this AFN situation? Olamide George is taking a different stand now. We hear that it's because he was dropped by the ministry from the presidential position, whatever that is. But what do you make of all these shenanigans going on in athletics, buddy? I think I'll refer back to uh, something you said a few weeks ago, that it's never about the sports. It's never about the, the athletes. It's always about the officials. Yeah, I feel that... Um, uh, in, in, in any climb, right, where the growth and development of the game and the athletes where it's paramount, the first thing you look for is competence in the person that is running for the position. Yeah. And look, DG, in, in this one, it, it, it just points out to you, just like I, just like we have just seen in the, in the, in the, in the Nigerian FA Cup, it points out to the fact that all those who call themselves stakeholders, all the officials, from national to the state levels to the, to the, to the, to the, to the local government levels, all of them are culpable because they are the ones that make the decision to elect the board members. And if one of them fall in line and allow this to, uh, to happen, and there is not one of them, apart from those in the two different factions, if there's not one of them that's saying, you know what, what, this is wrong, let's do the right, and, 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 and let's do the right, and the person becomes a rallying point for everybody to decide on what is good for the game. Of the sports and the athletes, if all of them are, are facing the same direction, and they are and they are saying that um, uh, that uh, they, they are going without one fashion or, or the or, or, or it tells you that honestly, what we are practicing in Nigeria is really not sports ad- administration, and we have to uh, to to do a study to find another name for it. <laughs> because from where I'm sitting, how can how can how can everybody be so be so, uh, uh, I, I don't want to use an insulting word. Be so unseen that they, that they, 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 they can't, they, they can't, they can't understand that what they are starting now, this crisis that is starting will likely affect the athletes. They, we, are, we are, they have not got to the Olympics yet. So when you get to Tokyo and there are two factions there, or when you get to Tokyo and, and, and the faction that comes is not the one that you have been dealing with. What do you do with yourself? How, yeah. how, do you, how do you handle it emotionally, psychologically? I, I, I don't want to go into the fact that the, both the last minister and the current minister, they are in different camps yeah. and pulling the strings. Yeah. I don't want to, that, that's another, but for me, I think we still have not, uh, uh, we still don't understand it yet. What's what administration, what it means in Nigeria, we don't understand it. We are just playing a game. You, you know, Yemi, um, we track back to MBBF. The league hasn't still started yet. <laughs> but for three years, uh, because of this factionalization, somebody was in court and all of that because we are hearing now that um, Gusso is saying if his uh, faction is not recognized, he's going to go to court, cast, and all of that, all of that, whether he will do that. But he might even decide to go to a local court and get an injunction. And who knows what will happen. For three years, there was no basketball played. And I keep saying, for those three years, we do not know how many futures, quote-unquote, we have thrown yeah. overboard. We do not know how many young guys who had the opportunity to play, but because there was no competition, 
they've either gone into crime yeah. or gone into something that will not benefit their futures or lost an opportunity to use their talent to better their futures. We do not know what we have missed. But it's talking now about there are two factions now. We don't know the, we do not know yet. There's a Yoruba saying that says it is the start of war that we know. We don't know, we don't know the we end. Don't know the end. Mm-hmm. So we do not know how this would end. We don't know how it's going to happen. We don't know why Nigeria, whether Nigeria is going to be suspended from maybe the next World Athletics Championships or maybe some, some of our athletes will be rejected from certain competitions because two different factions are trying to deal with it. And they'll just say, look, go and sort your wala out. You are suspended. We do not know what the impact is. But at the end of the day, it is the athletes. So if you guys profess that these are the athletes are supposed to protect and project. So if you guys continue with all this squabbling and fighting without any thought, without any care or concern for these athletes, more or less, they're just parasites. Feasting on the athletes who are the lifeblood of your sport because there's no care and concern about the athletes. Like Buddy said, and like I've said, I've said a few times, but it's about them, them, them. Their ego, their power grabbing, their selfishness, their greed. I think two words have become very <laughs> regular on this show. Parasites and shame. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's important that you mentioned the athletes and I'm looking at Okavare is doing so well. Probably our best times in a while. It's a brumet. It's a brumet. in time, yeah. Of potentially winning a medal. Let me not be too... Yeah, a medal in long term. Uh, Divine. Also doing good times. Tosa Musa, you know, she's not too far behind. So you're looking at these prospects. And we are toying with the pros- these prospects and their chances at winning medals that potentially will change their lives, their livelihood, and of course bring glory to the country. Yeah. We are toying with all this because of our personal egos, issues, our personal problems. And it, it, it's it's hurtful. It's painful because you have to, you are all supposed to be adults. What kind of examples are you even setting for your children at home? I ask myself anytime I look at the report that that uh, brings out Goso, and I say, who are these twenty two people that have voted? That voted, yeah. It'd be nice to know them. You know, even at the Abuja one, who are these people that have voted? I let so many people in the athletics fold. You know, that you could get one congress in Abuja. 22 one plus 45, I think. Exactly. Plus, yeah, I think 45, I think. So, it's unfortunate that as a country, you know, the selfish interest remains paramount in the minds of our administrators. You mentioned basketball. Three years down the line, despite the issue that is resolved in court, mm. There's no, the NBF hasn't even come up with a plan. We don't have a plan yet about the focus the, is the Olympics. Olympics, yes. Tigers, the Tigresses. Tigresses. On the locals in athletics, you put up a program, making of champions, at that, the, making of champions, like it or not, mm. have more or less been like the saving grace for local yes. athletics. And then one faction, one faction wants to shut it down. Wants to shut it down. You know, without so, caring without about caring the about, impact on those athletes. Come on. Come on. You see, I feel that a lot of, and this is not to hold brief for FIFA, 
I think a lot of sporting organizations need to learn something from FIFA. And that is how swiftly FIFA throws the, the, the gauntlet. The hammer mm-hmm. says, no, we're banning you. It's not going to happen. Yeah. If FIBA had done that, I'm sure Nigeria would have sold their houses, they would put their house in order, all this. If World Athletics had done the same thing, I told them, we're banning Nigeria. I'm sure that's what I think a lot of sponsors have to, they need to learn that aspect. Do you think they FIFA. care enough? Even if Nigeria is, do you think these guys care? I'm, I'm, because, you see, my worry is that, okay, one Lalex can say, look, there was a $150,000 issue some time ago. Yeah. Um, and then that was sorted. This issue is coming up now. Look, let's even leave this Nigerians go and sort it. We are banned. I'm not sure these administrations care. I think, I, see, I see, honestly don't think they care. Let's because the ban is going to, Effectively affect the athletes. It will affect the athletes, but also note if 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 I know administrators for one thing, there there are free bees that are attached to the office. Free trips. Mm. If they are banned, you won't go to the Olympics now. Mm. You won't fly to World Championships. Mm. Uh, any meeting that is happening anywhere, any IWA, any world athletes, any world AAC. You may be able to go for all those things now. Once you're bad. Mm. And we know that it is that is where they enjoy uh, the, the benefits that come to okay. them. So that is itself. Let me leave it them. There. But there is a there is a gray area in Nigerian sports administration that I always talk about when a lot of people accuse ministers of sports ministers of interference. I don't support interference and I don't think it is right. But I keep saying this. As long as at a mature level in any country, the government plays a major role. At a mature level in any sport, you go to go anywhere in the world. At a mature level, government plays a huge role. But in the case of Nigeria, is it not being mischievous? If you expect to be funded by the government on one hand, and you expect that same government not to ask you questions, particularly when it comes to finance, on the other hand, because at the root of this issue, we have it happened with MBBF, it's happening now, it's, it's, it tends to be money. Monies are made, monies are paid into individual accounts, monies are being spent anyhow, even monies that you collect from government, and when government wants to ask questions, you hide under interference. Isn't that being mischievous, buddy? AG, look, um, you know, you, 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 you can look at that, uh, that summation from, from two sides. But let me stick with two things. The first is that because of the, of the way that our, our sport is run, you know, when people are incompetent or when people are, uh, um, when they are beating more than they can chew, mm. to, to, to misdirect, uh, to take attention away from, from their incompetence, they look for something to hold on to. Yeah. And accusing sports ministers of interference in some cases, that is the red herring that they fly to cover up whatever misdeeds or whatever missing or whatever incompetence that they have. They say, you know what, they're interfering and they, and they, 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 they stir up trouble so that you not focus on what is going on with them, but you focus on the fire that they have started. And while they're trying to put it out, they keep on doing it's like a state of hand of a magician. You yeah. know, something's going on somewhere else, you start something, you do something, you are, you are, you are misdirecting attention. The second part of it is that power corrupts, like we all know, and like they say, absolute power corrupts absolutely. When a minister, when when a minister or someone who is in authority, you know, your job is mainly mainly to supervise. 
But sometimes, when you see things going wrong and you can't take it, when you start on that path, on, on, that, on, on, on that path of making slight corrections I mean resistance, you will not know when you start using powers that you don't have or powers that you should not be using. Yeah. So I think it's the whole structure that needs to be examined. Most times, DG, I agree with you. There's still we in the world where the government does not get involved in sports at some level. But in those places where competent men are in charge, you don't, you don't need to do much. Yeah. Just supervise. Oversight function. Put in your own part and watch the system. We well oil system work itself out. But in places where you have incompetence, you, at some point, you, 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 you have dictatorship. And so, yes, the government can, can the, the government has the right to interfere because they are paying the bills. However, where do you draw the line on that interference, in quotes, as you put it? Mm. For Should the minister be getting involved with, with, with elections of, of, uh, of, of associations? Of course, the answer is no. But when the man or the minister, whoever it is, when he's like, look, I'm paying for this thing. And I know this person that is coming is not going to do anything good. And I know someone who has been doing a lot of work in the background. And I know will bring change. I think, and this is where the cross line, I think I should put my own person who I know will do well. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it is a more structure, both from the association and from the minister. Is the whole structure that is the whole structure that give rise to this interference this as it were? Mm. Because okay. if things are done right, there's no reason for any minister to start get, to, to, to start getting involved. Mm. I mean, why would you why would he if, if things are working well? But when things are not working well, and I know I'm paying for things to work well, of course, if I'm if I if I'm the minister too, I will get involved. It's as mm. simple as that. Because really, I mean it's a gray area because after all said and done, even if the minister doesn't interfere. Everything goes like, but he said everything works well. At the end of the day, when these athletes are being presented, when they have been chosen to represent Nigeria, they are handed over to the federal government and they become federal government representatives to go and represent Nigeria yeah. at the Olympics, which is a body of uh, countries all over the world. So it's very difficult to take them out. Um, there are pros and cons on both sides, but, but they made a point. If things are running smoothly, the minister will just have an oversight function and just ensure that. Uh, there's a level playing field, there's a, an enabling environment for things to work well. But, you know, when you have these sit-tight administrators who want to perpetuate themselves in office and who want to, who are doing untoward things, especially with finance, it's very difficult to say <laughs> administrators or ministers will not get involved. And we'll round this up now. Let, let me ask you, Yemi. Um, do you see any truth in this? Is it going to be a situation where uh, it is whoever the world athletics goes with which is likely to be the situation, and or do you see this being drawn out? Because I fear for the the Olympics might be a bit too close. Maybe we'll go to the Olympics, but I fear that if this drags on, World Athletics Championships or major tournaments, Nigerian athletes may start becoming pariah, and we might actually be excluded from some major events. And at the end of the day, yes, while the administrators will miss out on a lot of things. It is the athletes that will suffer the most. Yes, they're the ones that have careers to yeah, to careers build. to pursue. Um, one of the problems we have in this country is that we we don't build systems. We prop up the individuals. We don't build institutions. Yeah, mm. we don't build institutions. We prop up the individuals. Um, Guso has said he'll go to CAS if things don't go his way. I probably think that's a bit of odd hair because 
I'm going to cash is expensive. Mm. Uh, I don't know how much money he has in the bank to prosecute going to cash. If he's this desperate, he might find a way. Well, but I do know that since he's been logged out of the World Athletics email, that's a pointer to the fact that it's an if, indicator, yeah. It's an indication. So if the Abuja, uh, the Okoa led faction are the ones that the World Athletics uh, are going to go Side with, they'll just <laughs> redirect the email to yeah. the man in question and that's smooth sailing for that faction and he has to battle on. I think it's still going to uh, draw on for, for a little bit. Um, he doesn't, because Kuso is, I didn't want to say this, but I also think that the role of the media mm. in all this mm. Mm. even makes it a lot worse. Mm. Why am good, I saying that's so? That's a good point. Even in the media, there are factions. There are factions. We have to be honest with ourselves. So, that in itself fuels, you know, the flame. Mm. It's, it's giving life to that. Maybe that's a topic. Faction. Maybe that's a topic for another day. We we'll talk about how we in the media in Nigeria particularly are fueling and finding the embers of discord and discontent and factionalization in our sports. We're yeah. doing a lot that is not right. Yeah. We are taking sides. We're doing things. And honestly, it's not right and it's not helping. So we can't continue to talk and talk and talk about Nigerian issues. We won't live here today, <laughs> like we normally say in the local palace. So let's go to more, more. savory, more exciting more sporty topics. And for that, we go to tennis. And at the weekend, uh, Novak Djokovic again showed his immense, almost miraculous powers of recovery coming from two sets down in the final of the um, French Open at Roland Garros against Stefano Sissipas. He was two sets down. He took a toilet break as he tends to do when he's down. And he came back and won the next reset and became the first man in the open era to win all four Grand Slams at least twice. He also uh, becomes the first man to hold all four in the open era right now. I think he holds all four, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think he holds all four. You know, the amazing thing is that Djokovic had to break a kind of ceiling that had Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. At the early part of his career, he was losing to these guys. In fact, there was a time everybody thought he was not going to win. But for him to have come to the point where he's only one Grand Slam shy of equaling the 20 held by Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal is indeed impressive. On the all-time list of Grand Slams, we have these three guys who are still active. Roger Federer, who is 39 years old, 39 years old, sorry, on 20. Rafael Nadal, who is 35 on 20. Novak Djokovic, who is 19 on, sorry, who is 31 on 19. Now, those, all of them, are, all of them have won all four slams. You know? The next on the list is Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras is on 14. And he never won the French Open. He has two Australian Opens, seven um, Wimbledons, and I think five US Opens. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story. Uh, as we go along, my very first trip to the United States was in 1996. And somehow I got a ticket to watch a game at the US Open. And it was between Pete Sampras 
and a certain uh, Spaniard called Alex Correcha. It was the quarterfinals. And I think that day, Pete Sampras had a stomach bug. So at some point, he was even vomiting on court. It was that bad. But Pete Sampras won a five-setter, a grueling five-setter. And um, at some point, he had what you call a second... I think he won that game with a, with a second-service ace, which is one of the most difficult things to do in tennis. And the next morning, the New York Times had a headline. Pete transcends the game. Personally, I thought I had just watched the big, the greatest tennis player in history. That was my opinion. And this was in 1996. I did not know 25 that years 25 years later, three guys would have come to usurp Pete Sampras. It's incredible. But it, I know you're a huge fan of Roger Federer, who is poetry in motion on his day. Rafael Nadal is brawn, uh, personified. Uh, Novak Djokovic is until you kill him dead. You know, he has a bit of both. Until you kill him and bury him and make sure he's buried, he has, he, he's still alive. These guys have transcended the game in such a way that we never thought we'll see a generation of players this good, this tenacious, and this uh, consistent. The longevity they are showing is incredible, buddy. It is, DG. And I can guarantee you that 20 years from now, we'll be talking about another group of guys, so it's a particular guy mm. that should have eviscerated what, this guy, what these guys did. The fact is, is that um, uh, science and genetics is um, so advanced now that uh, you have no idea what they are building or cooking somewhere. Yeah. I was looking at the at, at the women's tennis and and, and and I'm seeing all these young girls, all these young East Europeans coming out of the woodwork and doing amazing things. And we, have, and we still don't know how far they will go. And we don't know which young man they are cooking up right now that will get on this step on the big stage. Um, I also remember, uh, let, let me digress a bit. Uh, and I also remember that those of us in basketball thinking we have seen the greatest player player ever. But LeBron came with his with with his uh, with his um, career enhancing uh, um, uh, machine, <laughs> you know, mm. and he's still around, the still playing. The, the, the fact, the, the truth is that I, I do not, I do not honestly think that Roger Federer, Federer will win. A, I don't think he will win a, another Grand Slam. Okay. I, 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 I do feel that um, I suspect that uh, Djokovic has two or three more Grand Slams in him. In him. But at the same time, like I said, I feel that in the next few years. Um, uh, um, we will see a, a player come out of nowhere again and start winning stamps. Like, 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 like you mentioned, I felt that Djokovic was was probably the closest person, seeing the way he was playing, um, that uh, 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 that that that, that would go past go past Federer. I do not think that that would get up to twenty slams because of the because of the way he plays his tennis. I felt injuries would do him in. Yeah, and but he has he, he has made Roland Garros. A special place, and I think that has helped because of the, 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 the incredible amount of 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 of, of, um, of um, trophies he has, he has won on that surface. Thirteen that has dragged him. He, exactly, it's, it's amazing it, that has dragged him close to Federer. And I, I also feel that the injuries that he has suffered in the past couple of years, I think it's, I think has slowed, slowed him down. Maybe he has a couple, one or two more in him. But what I'm not sure we'll ever see. Is to see three people dominate this game as much as this this Troika have done. You mentioned Sampras, and when Sampras was winning, we also have other other people that are winning. 
but they are not spinning at the same consistent level this, like Sampras. Yeah. That's what made Sampras stand out. And when Fedra was emerging, of course, we saw these two, uh, these two younger people and we felt that, okay, maybe they'll get close. But Fedra was so good that we felt that nobody could get close to him. Mm. Now, we have seen, like the past four or five years, the three of them exchanging titles. Yeah. And I do not think we'll see any three people in the same, like, maybe not exactly the same generation, but this close, having this long reign. We have, we have seen a, a lot of young players come to and feel that they may be good enough to uh, to take over from these guys. Mm. But all they have done is snatch at a tight at one grand slam or the other and then disappear again. They have not mm. been able to, at the consistent level, challenge these guys. And just, to, just to buttress your point, buddy. I don't want to see just to I, don't know, I don't know what to see if you... Just to buttress your point, hold on. So just to buttress your point, in the last 10 years, outside of Djokovic, Nadal, and um, Federer, in the last 10 years, only um, Joan Martin Del Potro, Stan Warinka, three, um, Marin Cilic, Dominic Thiem, last year, and Andy Murray, I think, have won the Grand Slams in the last 10 years. So that means in forty in the forty Grand Slams, uh, Murray has three. Uh, Del Potro has one. That's four. Uh, Stan Wawrinka has three. That's seven. Uh, Marin Cilic has one. That's eight. Dominic Thiem has one. That's nine. The last forty Grand Slams, only nine have been won that by players other than these three. That is incredible it's, level of domination. It is just incredible. Yeah, I mean. The young guns, Alexander Zverev, <laughs> Stefano Sissipas, <laughs> Dominic Thame, struggling to break the stranglehold of these three. What do they have to do to get there? If you hope the three of them just retire now. <laughs> because I can't see these three knock them off their perch. What am I saying? I don't think they have the mental toughness. I don't think they have the, the, the pulling power Mm. The ability to stay long at the um, at the pinnacle. So mentally, look at someone like Zero. He just bewilders everybody with his lack of mental toughness. Sisi uh, Pass had <coughs> two, 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 two games up. up. Mm. I was two, two sets up. up. Mm. I was like, "Oh, finally, somebody's about to step up to the plate," and then he loses it. So that meant that element is very key in tennis. And I think that is what sets those three guys apart. apart. Mm-hmm. Their mental toughness, their ability to stay relevant despite falling to injuries, despite being written off at certain points in time. These young guns have not shown me that Enough. they're able Dominic to team, do that. Dominic Thiem did with the 2020 years open door. So mm. um, Djokovic right now is not holding all four. But he's held all four so at, at some, some point, point. Um, uh, before. But AP Sampras retired at 32. Andrea Gatti retired at 35. I think those are the last two great players from the previous generation. Federer is 39. He'll be 40 in August. Rafael Nadal is 35. Novak Djokovic is 34. How long can these gladiators go on for? Um, I don't think Federer can go for, 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 for much than... longer. A couple, a couple, a couple more years. I don't think so. Um, it's also, it's also been prone to a lot of injuries, injuries lately. Yeah. And I think, um, 
having so many twins will also mean that his family life is <laughs> family life will, will demand that 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 he retire. So he's busy in other places. That, that's why I don't think he has any more scams in him. Um, I suspect that the sheer will to uh to to, to have more slams than the Federal will keep uh will keep um uh Nadal going for three or four more years. But I I, I, I think that the injuries also will slow him down. Um and of course uh for Djokovic, I think it's it, it, it will probably sounds like five more years to go. And mm. those five years, he could win six or seven more slams mm. if he stays injury free. Is that good? Is that that's strong? And 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 his tennis, his condition is also that good, Beijing. You know, yeah, I mean, tennis is one of the sports where you know is it's difficult to just drop in as a teenager. Mm. Most of these guys from age six, seven, they start building a career courtesy of their parents who have seen. Or uncles in them, or uncles or aunties or whoever, like Rafael Nadal, his uncle, and some of them are just interested in the sport. What does it say to the um to their teams behind the scenes? Because you know, for these individual sports, you have a very, very competent team, important team behind the scenes. So, so while they say some there's really technically there's no individual sport, quote and unquote. Mm-hmm. You can have an individual performer. Who is the only one out there? A boxer, a tennis player, you know, whoever. But there's a team behind them that behind the scenes that without that team, quote unquote, they cannot achieve what they've achieved. So what does it say to the team behind these guys? These guys take all the glory, but for them to stay at this level for this long, you know, for a couple of years, we thought Fred Ferrer was out of it because he was injury prone. He came back and won slams. Rafael Nadal, same thing. Djokovic, too. Is displaying the same level of consistency and longevity. What does it say to all the work that they put in behind the scenes? Um, first of all, they know their place. Yeah, they know their role. Of course, they're getting paid for it anyway. Mm. So, understanding your place in the grand in the production line, yeah, is very important. And I think these guys understand. So, we are talking about the coach, the nutritionist. The, the fitness, finance managers, fitness coach, the performance coach, mm. you know, all those guys, they know their place and they know what it is that they need to deliver year in, year out or tournament in, tournament out. So it also tells you that whilst you are the one that is performing on the, on, on the scene, you need their feedback yeah. to develop, you know, whatever it is that you have inside you as talent. So, it means that, okay, you have the talent, but you have a set of people who are out there trying to help you develop that talent and hit the potential that you desire to hit. So it's critical to have the right team, right people around you. Of course, some of them have had instances where they've had to fire yeah. you know, those mm-hmm. behind take them. Take a different direction. Yeah, take a different direction. Maybe changing your coach, changing your performance manager, changing your fitness guy, changing your They've had to do that because maybe at some point they realize that maybe it's not working. Mm. We need to tweak something. So just like in the so-called team sports where a manager is in charge of a team, the direction of the team is going is not good. They find and bring somebody else. Mm. They also have also those, to take some yeah, hard they also decisions. Have to take those hard decisions. And you're only as good as the team behind you because if you have a poor manager, it could you know, lead yeah. you astray. Yeah. 
it could start condoning certain things that you're not supposed to do, yeah. and then that affects your performance on the court. So it's part is the sum of all parts to achieving greatness in tennis involves both the player and the team behind. Okay, la, 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 let's round up this week's episode by by. I mean, let me ask you, buddy, um, your thoughts on whether these guys will still be there or thereabouts. Don't let's say five years. Let's just say two, three short years. Would these guys still be as dominant as they are? Or would one of these Zverev, Tsitsipas, TMs, Medvedev, um, probably Rublev, would one of those other guys come up to the fore and probably get into that? So it's not like a big three. It becomes like a big four or five, you know? And Murray has been hampered by injuries. And Murray got in there, won a few, but... Um, or are we still going to be saying in two, three years' time that these are still the dominant forces? Indeed, if Federer is still playing by then. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, like I said, uh, f- f- I think in two, in two years, f- Federer would likely be out of, out of the picture. I, I think that in two years, Nadal will still be there and there about. Um, but you know, uh, let, let me just say this. It pains me to see, to see Serena Williams struggling and being beaten so, so, so much. Um, I, I feel that um, one of one, one of it, either Federer or Djokovic will suffer that same fate. One of these young girls will come. I don't think um, uh, 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 until they prove me wrong, I don't think the next great thing in tennis, um, or, or maybe I'm not qualified to say it since I'm not a Biola or a Biola Mawale Chuku. I don't think um, we have seen any any of these young girls that can dominate as much as these ones. These ones. But I, I do feel that they will snatch at it and they will get one or two victories mm. over the, over these uh, gladiators. But I don't think we have seen any, any, any of them standing, standing out and, and dominating yet. So yeah, in two, in two years, this, the, the, these guys will still be around. But I suspect that one or two of them will, will, will suffer humiliating defeats. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last let, me, let, let me just chip in there. Okay. I think once these three go... Mm. What's, what happens in, on the WTA circle? There'll be various winners. There'll be various winners. They'll <laughs> okay. beat themselves. Themselves round, round. Cancel round. themselves. But That's definitely, it doesn't look like we'll see anybody come near the number of Grand Slams these guys have won in the near future. We could Probably be wrong, not in this generation. Not we could this be wrong, generation. but 20, 20, 19, it doesn't look like it, but I think it will happen. Uh, okay. So on that note, on a, we started on a not very good <laughs> note, but we're ending on a high note of three terrific gladiators of tennis who are giving us immense excitement and immense joy and where well, we're hoping that long may it continue but we know that there's something called father time in sport and they can't go on forever but at least we'll continue to enjoy them uh, big ups to Roger Federer Rafael Nadal and Nova Djokovic for everything they've given to tennis over the years on that note we end this podcast for this week many thanks for joining us from wherever you are in the world um, next week we'll be back hopefully with more, uh, let me say, more savory stories from here in Nigeria. Hopefully. Hopefully. Because <laughs> we know that the troublesome beat will always be the troublesome beat, even though Body has bolted. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Bye-bye.